Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> <laughs> I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. Kevin, help me out. I'm just reading what you wrote. Sorry, Bri. I gotta side with K-Dog on this one. Nope. <laughs> you You're butchering my writing, dude. Like Sweeney toddied it. Really, just slaughtered. We're leaning into the spookiness of the murder mystery experience. Wait, we are? Why? Because don't you remember what happened in part one, Brian? No! Candy Kane, the world-famous Broadway actress who mysteriously disappeared from the spotlight for almost a decade, had invited a group of the who's who of Broadway for a lavish holiday party at her isolated mansion in upstate Ooh, bum, New York. That reminds me, we really gotta take Kevin upstate so he realizes it's not so exotic and as crazy as he makes it out to be. I'm sorry, where are you speaking of? I'm so, I'm so sorry. I was talking about upstate New York. Oh, 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 right. Spooky. <laughs> upstate New York. Even better. Okay. A spooky. Okay, don't you guys remember what happened in the story? Of course. Candy presented everyone at the party with the ultimate possibility, possible holiday gift, the chance to inherit Candy's billions. But before she could present them with the series of presents, they were supposed to use as clues to narrow it down for who was supposed to be chosen to inherit. Kevin, Kevin, is, this your, <laughs> Kevin is this your first radio party? Kevin, yeah. you smell angst. <laughs> Candy was murdered by poison. Yeah, and in the ensuing chaos that followed, the discovery of her murder, venomous theater critic Nathan Slane asked one too many questions about the plot points driving the tension in the narrative, and he was also killed by the murderer during a sudden blackout. Luckily for everyone, Detective Holly Day is on the case to figure out the clues from the mysterious presence and use them to hopefully decipher the identity of the inheritor and the identity of the murderer. And with the house on lockdown, meaning no one can leave, and with the impending danger that they'll all be dead if the case isn't solved by morning, Holly Day sure has her work cut out for her. I'm still a bit unclear on the details of that. So, the house is going to murder them if they don't figure out who killed Candy and Nathan? Is that- Brian, don't question it. Writer Kevin wrote for actor Kevin play Nathan Slane to question it, just so that writer Kevin can murder actor Kevin's character to prove a point about questioning flimsy plot points that drive the narrative. <laughs> Don't think that writer Kevin won't come for you to say that. Oh yeah, and one more thing we should mention again. Say hi everyone! Hi! Totally! They won't let us leave! <laughs> this year, for the very first time, the entire cast is recording the radio play together, live, in my house! To tape. <laughs> Alright, I think that catches us all up. Let's dive back in, shall we? Here goes! 
everyone ready? Yes! I think so. And away we go! I've been to a party where two people were murdered, and we piled their bodies on the couches, but this is a first for me. I'm sorry, what is your name? I'm Gil. Tea party? Oh, well, I guess my job is done. Case closed! What? How do you know he did it? I didn't do it. Oh, no, I was just kidding, because it's because of his name, though. Like, Gil Tea Party. You all get it, oh. right? <laughs> I don't get it. I'm no. just trying to judge yep. a little bit no. of the situation. Something from your mysterious past, perhaps. Oh, um, oh, I'm starting to feel faint again. Uh, no need, Miss Dunham. We've all seen that you can perform a convincing faint. You executed a near-perfect moments before Candy was murdered. I believe it was that destruction that gave the killer time to poison Candy's drink. I would never! I think we must all feel a little faint after this excitement, though. Perhaps it would be best if everyone retires to their guest rooms for an hour or so. We'll meet back here. Whoa, 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 time. whoa, whoa. I don't know if I feel safe with a murderer on the loose. That seems a bit dangerous for all of us to split up right now. Like, we're inviting someone else to die. Well, that sounds like something the murderer would say. Phil, to throw everyone off their track. Oh, yeah? Well, that sounds like something the murderer would say. Generally, <laughs> generally, as a way to throw everyone... <laughs> no! You. <laughs> generally, generally, as a way to throw everyone off their track by accusing someone of throwing every and everyone off of their track. Oh, yeah? Well, that sounds like something the murderer would say, <laughs> Carol Singers, as a way to throw people off their track by accusing someone of accusing someone of throwing people off their track as a means of throwing people off their track. Wait, Kevin, weren't you Nathan Slane? Aren't you dead? Yeah. I know, just continue. <laughs> okay, everyone to their own rooms and we'll meet back here in an hour. Okay, thank you, bye-bye. Oh, I don't even have a little bit of Do you have a rolling suitcase? Suitcase. so many stairs in this mansion. Detective Holly Day, I speak to you. Of course, Butler did it. I deduced that you needed to speak with me in private, and so I sent everyone away to their rooms so that I could speak with you in private. Well, I sent them to their rooms so I could test a few early theories and to speak to you in private and well in you and your accomplice. So you figured it out? Of course I did. I'm Holly Day, world famous detective. World famous? I am huge in Germany. You wouldn't know it from my accent, but I'm very popular over there. <laughs> huge! It's like Hasselhoff and me. Seriously, you walk down the streets and see billboards there. It's like Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff, walk a bit, see some trees, Hasselhoff, me! 
Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff, and then maybe another me, but it's like crazy. I <laughs> so you figured it out that I am Candy Cane's trusted confidant and best friend, and clearly not a suspect. Well, yes, of course, you and your accomplice. There was no way either of you were the murderers. Isn't that right, Christmas cookies and milk? Wow, you are really good. <laughs> Detective, how did you decipher that? It was two things. Okay, the first was the way that you were so fierce. And the second... <laughs> the second was that this po- this is the point in the story when a writer realizes there are too many suspects in the mist and he, and he needs to uh, narrow that list down very, very quickly. Well, Candy King was right. Your genius is truly unparalleled, and therefore, we should accept everything you say as fact. It's true. Mm. Butler and I are, well, uh, were Candy Kane's closest and truest friends. Yeah. We would never murder her. Mm. I might have wanted to murder that critic guy, Wolf. He seemed like a jerk for questioning the legitimacy of the narrative. Understandable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even that drunk yet. Understandable. Truly a grave offense, let me tell you. Uh, Well, we helped her set up the presents for the game, the clues about who was not inheriting and why, and uh, we don't know who really is inheriting. But uh, we have the presents here for you. But there's something we gotta tell you. Whoa! Two of the presents are already opened. Oh, my God. Wait, what? Yes! Well, the first I procured and wrapped, so I knew it immediately when I saw it on the drawer next to Nathan, Nathan Slane's body. Everyone was in such a shock, and, no one, and then no one saw it. The broken laptop. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I had deduced that the laptop was the murder weapon used to kill Nathan Slane, and that it must contain some evidence that Nathan Slane wouldn't want out in the world. Oh. That what was meant to be a present that singled out Nathan is not inheriting because he has used to write two versions of every review, one good and one terrible. And he released the bad one unless the producers grease his pockets, you know, and put some coin in there, you know. I can't even knew he was crooked, and that's why she paid him to write perfect reviews for him every time. And she was going to expose him. <clears throat> okay, so someone opened the laptop and knew that it belonged to Nathan somehow. Well, uh, it did have a sticker on the side that said property of Nathan Slane. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Candy had admit, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, yeah. We don't know. Whatever it was, they took it with them. Mm, it's gone. And we can't figure out what the missing object is until we open the other boxes. Interesting. Okay, well, we must assume that the missing item is the gift that was meant for the killer. That is a brilliant inductive detective. Thank you. I deduced it myself. Oh. Okay. Wow. Now, let's chat about my plan while listeners peek in at a few choice conversations happening in the guest rooms. Meanwhile, in one of the guest rooms... Listen, I think we need to just tell everyone, just tell everyone we're together. No one will care, and it will finally be out in the open. The big secret that Candy knew. Let's just get in front of the reindeer here before we get run over by the... Don't you agree? We should just tell the truth, right? Why aren't you answering me? You came to my room instead of going to your room so we could talk. Anyone could have seen you coming in here with me, so why won't you talk? Huh? Say something. 
Oh, please, are you just not saying something so that if this conversation were heard in a strictly audio-based medium, they wouldn't know who I was talking to, so it adds a level of mystery to this heated discussion between two people in love. When you don't know who the second person is, I'm in love with you, but no one knows who you are. <laughs> and in another room that is meant for only one guest. It's going to be fine, Gil. I am not so sure, Phil. I don't think we should have done it. I mean, that was so extreme. Sometimes extreme measures are needed to stay on top, Gil. Don't you want to stay on the top? I brought you all the this way. Up with me. <laughs> you heard me right. I brought you all the way this way up with me. Would hate to have you throw you. Would hate to have. <laughs> oh, hold on, I gotta put my reading glasses on. <laughs> Listen, Gil, I brought you all the way up with me. Would hate to have to throw you all the way down to the ground. But I'll do it if I have to. No, Phil, you know I appreciate that you brought me this all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, you were listening. And I don't, I would hate for you to toss me to the ground down again. I'll take what we did to our grave. And so will Candy. <laughs> Has it really been an hour? Oh my god, I don't know. That clock just struck nine. Had we established it was 8 p.m. and we all went back to our separate space, space, spaces? I'm not sure, but after what happened in Nathan's Lane, I say we just go with it. Oh, sounds good to me. Okay, is everybody here? Butler! Ex-husband. Ex-lover, but again, only on stage, I swear. Ugh, Jaden and Faded Broadway star. Sleazy agent. Greedy producer. Everyone's favorite drag queen diva, yeah. And I'm here, pseudonym, and I'm here, Detective Holly Day. And around me are the presents from Candy, her clues for who would inherit. Sorry, I took a peek at all of them while you were in your rooms. Oh, great, awesome. So that's what you were doing the whole time you sent us away to our rooms like bratty children? Oh, not the whole time. I also walked the halls of our your guest quarters and made a few deductions. Some were easy, like discovering a few empty rooms. And some of them, well, I'm still working them out, so you'll have to be patient. So that's why I re-wrapped the gifts, and I thought that you all could help me. Well, this does seem like a very unorthodox holiday, that's for sure. I'm not sure that I really want to take part in all this. Oh, but Sue, the first gift is for you. What? But it can't be. How... How could you possibly know that that was... Okay, that's not exactly true. The first gift was for Nathan Slane. It was the laptop over there on the floor that was used to murder him. It was his laptop. Uh, not to incriminate myself in any way, but there's some poetic irony in that, right? A theater critic killed by the vessel of his own words? <laughs> Indeed, Gil. Indeed. The second gift has gone missing, clearly taken by the murderer. So, Miss Dunin, the fact that I believe this gift is for you may mean that you don't inherit, but it also means that I don't think that you are, uh, you, well, you are a murderer. Now I don't know how to feel. Well, why don't you just open the present, okay. What is it, Sue? Um, it's a music box, but the lid won't open. It seems to be locked, so clearly there's nothing else we can do and move on. But wait, Sue. If the lid won't open, how did you know that this box was a music box? I w I guessed. I guess. Or you knew. Because you also know how to unlock it. Maybe with that beautiful key on the necklace around your neck, perhaps? <gasps> how did you know? <sighs> Girl, she's a famous detective, like, world. Famous. Mostly Germany, once again. <laughs> yeah, she's like the second most liked celebrity in the billboard of Germany. It's like Hasselhoff, 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 couple of trees. And me. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Hasselhoff a lot for a Broadway themed holiday radio show, right? 
I mean, he was in Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway. Oh, right, work. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't make me open this and expose who I really am. Come on. It's time that you own who you really are. Okay. I'll unlock the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, do you think anyone will get that reference? When the Paltrow did proof in London, what? She was in the box. Oh, yeah, well, right. Work. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, everyone. Look over at Sue, who's making a huge reveal about her much teased about real identity. Okay, it's unlocked. I'm going to open the lid and... And inside the box, besides an intoxicating melody, is your birth certificate, isn't it, Sue? Yes, but my name isn't Sudonym, you see. I wanted to be an actress more than anything. But having rich parents makes people think you didn't earn your success. So I invented Pseudonym, a girl from nowhere who just made it. But really, my parents are Jeff and Michelle Herring of the Herring's Corn Pudding Empire. I'm an heiress, and my parents named me for my fiery ginger hair. My name is Red Herring. (laughs) I love you, my funny girl. I had to do (laughs) something. Really? <laughs> I'm afraid so. <laughs> yeah, I, I had figured that out. I did a good job. <laughs> of course, because you are a genius detective. Well, now my secret is out there. I'm not just a nobody. I'm a nobody with incredibly wealthy parents. Any chance I can get myself some free corn pudding? Yeah, let's talk about that after I let the gravy gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Of my personal re- of my personal reveals wash over me for like five minutes, okay? Sorry, too soon? Yeah, a bit too soon. Alright, alright, sorry. Have you folks ever thought of investing in a Broadway show? Okay, the next present is here for you, General. Ha! <laughs> Take that, everyone! I got a prison. In your face! Oh, whoa, chill out, man. That was pretty aggressive. Yeah, seriously, it was intense. Dare I say, hostile? Are you all joking? My name is General Lee Hostile! And this was like the first freaking time I showed any kind of fight, and you're all surprised? It's in my name. Well, you know what they said, General Lee. Mmm, I'm Rosa by any other name. <laughs> Would still not be enough. Mm, I want a dozen, yeah, two, mm, for a fancy dinner. <laughs> oh, General Lee Hostile knows all about that, Miss Cookies. Oh. His name is Deceiving. He's a lover, not a fighter. And that's why this present was intended for you. And someone else. Go on, open it up. Okay. When I told you all to go to your own rooms, someone went to your room with you, General. Someone that you're in love with. Someone that you've loved for a very long time, even when you were married to Candy. It's true. I won't lie. Well, I do appreciate that. Thank you very much, General. (laughs) Instead, I'm going to hold this mistletoe high above my head and encourage the one I love to come forward and stand under this mistletoe with me. Are you sure, General? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure, Carol. Step forward. Well, all right. After all, it is the holidays. (gasps) Oh, wow. Get it. It's the only real side to the love triangle everyone imagined but no one understood. General Lee Hostile and Yuletide. What gave us away? Well, first it was the fact that both of you brought so much luggage. Clearly you are moving in together after this party. Wow. 
I can't believe you deduced that. Well, I'm, ju I'm an expert deducer. We've been over this. <laughs> and you love talking about luggage, too. Only when it helps me solve a case. Oh. Wow. Saw that, that's good. I feel so much better now that this is out in the open. Truly, the greatest role I've ever played is opposite you in this crazy thing we call life, General. Oh, you know I love it when you call me General. Oh, dear God. Okay. Okay, so who's next? You're on a roll, Detective. Oh, all right. Let's hurry this along this little sleigh right here, shall we? Okay, I'll open up the next present myself. What do I have here? Laundry detergent. I mean, honestly, that's a thoughtful gift. That stuff's expensive. And heavy. Look, since I opened the door to talk about our names, can I just put out there that I'm thinking guilty parties pretty well? Guilty? Anyone else just assuming he did it? Oh yeah? That's what you think? Y yeah. Oh yeah? That's what you think? Yeah! Well, you wanna know what I think? Yeah, what do you think? I've been talking to you! <laughs> All the things that you can think if you're willing to try. Uh, what are you talking about? It doesn't matter, as long as you're listening. But you know what? As long as you're listening, I think I need to come clean. I need to tell the truth. I am guilty. Yes, we know. Mmm, you said it all night, I'm a guilty party. <laughs> No, I don't mean my punny name. I mean, I'm actually guilty of... Oh, Jesus! Even in the second act. Oh, no! The lights have gone out. Just in case anyone listening and needed the auditory cue for a visual experience like the power going out. Oh, no! Please! Kevin, why? I wasn't going to tell anyone about you. Die? It's guilty party. He's totally dead. Bludgeoned to death by the laundry detergent. So clearly you all understand now that this gift was meant for Gil. Clearly you've all deduced that he was laundering money from Candy's accounts. Hence, the laundry detergent gift. Oh. Hits the snowman right on this carrot nose with that metaphor, but some people don't like subtle. <laughs> Candy Cane clearly did not. Oh. Or our, our, our murderer, I, oh no. <laughs> or our murderer, since they decided to kill him with his own crimes. So wait, who can it be? Well, there is only one gift left. And I'll take the liberty of opening this one as well. That's, uh, kind of selfish, don't you think, there, detective? Feeling jealous, fill my pockets? <laughs> how, how incredibly out of character for you. But I understand, you haven't gotten to open a present in front of everyone yet. Which means you're still a suspect in my murder investigation. Or, I'm the person who is set to inherit. That person wouldn't get a present either. And I'd say, I'm the same boat. Maybe Candy finally felt like paying back a little of what should have been mine. And wait. What about the butler? Butler did it! Or Christmas cookies and milk! They are both two colorful characters, and I mean, it is a classic trope that the butler, well, did, did it. The butler did it did what? Did, did you not deduce what the butler <laughs> did it did? I did deduce it, darling dear. Don't deduct from my deducing domination that I somehow didn't deduce what Butler did it did when he did it and why he did it. Even at times, why he did it was for the entire did it clan. Didn't I divulge that after I deduced it? Woo! Whoa! Sweet Jesus! Give that girl yes. a drink, hey! <laughs> I've had plenty, thank you. But Kevin wrote it. Um, <clears throat> why aren't the butler and this cookie being considered? Because there are just too many of you to be suspects, so the story needed some characters that are guaranteed to not be guilty, okay? Okay, okay, okay. And you had, all you had to say was it was a producer's decision, and I would have totally understood. Trim the fat, I get it. Angel Gabriel Union help you if you just <laughs> called me fat. Okay, Whoa. Well, you all just let me open the final pl present, please God. Thank you.
needs a mirror. That's shocking. Honestly, what's shocking is that all of us are so comfortable with now having seen three people be murdered <laughs> in one night. Whoa, shouldn't we be freaking out more? It's a holiday murder mystery. I, I think that lightens the mood. I mean, tis the season of Mariah Carey, so a little murder is bound to happen. So, who is the mirror for? Does it belong to fill my pockets and send some kind of a message about what the mirror holds? Maybe Candy's image or her likeness? Or is it meant to say to carol singers, take a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror and realize you were never going to make it and be as famous as me? Know thyself, Carol, and know thyself. Oh, no, that thyself is not very good. This mirror belongs to one of you two. And then the other person is the murderer who will reveal the present they've already opened and concealed away. But wait. If one of the two of them gets the mirror, and the other one gets the secret present that they'll reveal, then does that mean that no one inherits? What do you mean? So the rules were that if you got a present, you weren't inheriting. Right. And if you weren't the murderer, because the murderer stole their present. Also true, I deduced that. Yes, but then go with me. I got the music box, so I'm out. General Lee and Yuletide got the mistletoe, so now they're out. Nathan Slane got, and Guilty Party got murdered with their gifts, so they're out. Uh, so who inherits? Oh, well, uh, I guess Christmas Cookies and Milk or Butler did it, Will, since yes. they're Candy's trusted friends who aren't suspects in their murder. Well, that's a little anticlimactic in how that story wraps up, then, isn't it? No, I think it's totally fine, actually. I think that works. That's yeah, fine. it's fine. <laughs> well, uh, of course you two think it's fine. You're, you're still in line to inherit Candy's fortune. You're still in line for something, too. Ooh. Yeah, in the murder line, not as fun as being in the inheritor line. So make your final play, Detective Holly Day. Who does the mirror belong to? Which one of us is the murderer? And how will you, oh I guess, narrow down between the two obvious candidates who will inherit Candy's fortune? You know what? It's not holiday enough. Kimberly, what are you doing? We're the climax of the story. You can't just cut in and You're stop. going to end this wrong! What? No, I am not. Brian, come on, back me up here. Oh, I don't know, Kevin. I think Kimberly's got a point. You're <laughs> really butchering it like American Psycho the Musical before the scrim came down before every kill butchering it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can see how I deserve that. We need to throw in a bit of holiday cheer. Something holiday fun. We have all these friends here. Let's play holiday plot points. Right now? Yes. Right before the climax of the story. Yes. Right now. Well, okay then. <laughs> if you say so. Right now. Take it away, Kimberly. Oh, there's just a stage You're now off books. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I don't have the words. Oh, this picture says Kevin explains it the game. It does. Yeah. Kevin yeah. explains the game. Oh, it does because I thought I was going to create it beforehand, but I made Kimberly Writers. So I'll let you do it, Kimberly. Okay, in a game of plot points, you're describing the plot to the tune of a song. I have two piles of papers, a pink pile and a yellow pile. You'll each get one of each. Okay. The pink paper is one of the top ten Christmas tunes, and the yellow papers are a musical that has Christmas at some point in the plot. Um, and so when it is your turn, you will sing the tune of the song, tell us the plot of the musical. Kevin will go first so that everyone knows how the game works. Great. Uh, oh, so I'm just please no. along and take one of each. No, that's not a musical, that's a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm trying. That's not a musical, that's a song. So I will go first. Um, here we go. Um, okay. I'll have a sad Christmas with my group of poor friends. We'll Rent. all be in New York. Uh, and uh, uh, I'll be Christmas. Yes. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Score one so for Roselle. It's either Rent or Oliver. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, same show. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Just one has a. Brian, do you want to go? Yeah. Rent. Rent. Okay. Yes, sir. Again, we can all see through your... BFAs. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, good, good point. Well, we all have binders, so we sure. can use those. Oh. Yeah. And Kevin's filming me. He lives on a mountain over the town. 
Jingle Bell Rock. Looking the Grinch. Out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I'm just really good at Mountain Over Oh, you said Jingle Bell Rock. I definitely heard Jingle Bell Rock. I'm out. That's a Christmas song. That's actually the third sequel to Deuce Bigelow. There we go. Jingle Bell Rock. Jaybird? Um, this has Will Ferrell, and Frosty. he comes from the North Pole. the Snowman Frosty. and Elf. And, yeah. Yes! <laughs> Work, Ferg! It's a Will Ferrell. Yes. Okay. This musical had Dolly Parton in the movie. 95. And... Nope, it's about a little house in Texas. The oh, best little house. house in Texas. Oh, I said Texas. And where else? I said little house. You still got whore. You whore. I still don't know this song. Yeah, what is more. this song? <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Then, oh, you were singing the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were singing, making my way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, Don't that's a great song. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I didn't see this play, la, 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 but it starred John Hayes, da, 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 da. It was sort of about Gase, I think, da, da. Oh, uh, an act of God? No. No? Promises, promises? You got it. John Hayes? Lurky, Lucy, And it might have been about Gase. Sort of. Okay, I don't know this show really well, but it starred Angela Lansbury. It's Mame. about an ant. What'd you say? Name. Great. Yes. Uh, let us know. Let us know. As, let us know. So. Oh. as far as the plot, that's all I got. And so figure Have out the rest. Holly yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, Celeste. I decided to go to war. I got a gun, and we went to Vermont. Simply, <laughs> <laughs> simply having a wonderful day. Yeah. <laughs> because you sang the lyrics. It is White Christmas. I decided. Oh, no. oh yes! Oh, oh, they go to war and then. I love that. That's how I you describe White Christmas. They just like. That was really war. good though. <laughs> Exactly by right letters. It's my favorite show. She loves me. Correct. Okay. Is that Christmas? Yeah. Yay! Cool. Cool. It's beginning to look a lot oh, like Christmas. Oh, beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Nice. 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 She loves me. We did it. We did it, Joe. I think that everyone has had a turn. <laughs> uh, for the worst. <laughs> what a segue. You were right, Kimberly. We definitely all needed that. <laughs> I agree. Now we can get back to the murder and inheriting stuff. Murder. But figure out a way to make the inheriting thing more exciting. On it. Alright, so let's get back to it. Okay, I know you're all dying to know. Candy, Nathan, and Gillip, and Lise. Who is this mirror was meant for? But knowing what I know about Candy and always wanting to make an appearance, I think a mirror to her meant something she held sacred. 
likeness. Something you tried to steal from her once, didn't you, Phil? You were going to use new body mapping technology on the opening night of And Then There Were Some so that you could own a virtual replica of Candy's performance. <gasps> that way you could remount the production all over the world and you wouldn't even need Candy anymore. So that's why you left, she left the industry and left you hanging on opening night. And that's why you'd never inherit. Gil was investigating some of the money he was... Huh. In, oh, I, oh, yeah, no, he wasn't investigating. That's oh. your job. <laughs> he was investigating. He was, he was, he was, he was actually investing. Gil, the dead guy, was invaded by friends. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Why blame him? <laughs> Gil was investing some of the money he was embezzling from candy into the technology we were going to use. It was going to make us rich before it tanked both of us. All right, enough. All of you better move to the edge of the room quickly and quietly, and no one will get hurt. So oh. that leaves you, Carol Singers, in the greatest starring role of your life. The murderer of Candy Cane, Nathan Slane, and Gil T. Party. So what was your gift from Candy that told you you weren't inheriting? What was the gift that set you off? What was my gift? After a decade of therapy to try to control my rage about how a Candy Cane destroyed my career, her performance, and Nathan Slane's review, and when I realized they were both going to be there together in the same room, I just lost it. I only had to open two gifts until I figured out which was mine. She'd given me poison. Poison? Poison! Yes, because she wanted me to know that she didn't want to poison my career. I did. I did it to myself. How did you figure all of that out from just one bottle of poison? Oh no! There was a bottle of poison with a note that said, quote, Dear Carol, this poison... This... 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 Let me take this again. Oh no! There was a bottle of poison with a note that said, Dear Carol, this poison is for you so that you know that I never poisoned your career. You poisoned it yourself. You are poison. Love, Candy. Uh, like I said, I mean, some of the clues were, were meant to be very easy. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> oh, I read that and I snapped. I snapped, I tell you. So when Miss Sue Dunham, or Red Herring, or whatever the no. her name was, fainted, I took that opportunity to poison Candy's drink. But she regrets that gift. Now, I tell you, now! And what about Nathan Slane? I mean, I took advantage of that moment, plus I think writer Kevin kind of wasn't accomplished in that murder. When the fights went out, I used the laptop I opened before I found my gift and killed Nathan Slane with it in the dark. Can you believe he once said I was too old to play Ava Perone? And then guilty party? Well... Candy wasn't the only one of his clients that Gil was embezzling from. When I saw the laundry detergent, I knew immediately who that was for. Gil stole a lot from Candy. It's just that Candy had so much money that what he stole didn't really change her life the way it changed mine. He took it all from me and left me desolate. So when I had the chance, I took it all from him and left him dead. So, congratulations, Detective Holly Day. It looks like you crashed the case. Huzzah! Thank you. You're so fine. No, thank you. House lockdown protocols deactivated. Imminent danger removed. You're all safe now that Detective Holly Day caught the killer. Gotta love robots. I knew I'd solve this one. <laughs> I just had to throw my, show my true Holly Day spirit. And with that, I'd say that brings us to the end of our tale. Oh, but wait just a moment, Detective. Oh, yes. Mm, there's just one more matter of business that needs to be sorted out. Hey. Oh, is there? And what's that, Kratel? Oh, if you wouldn't mind, could you solve the mystery of which of the two of us is going to inherit all of Candy Cane's fortune? We're honestly okay either way who it is. We've made a deal that will split the money and assets 50-50 yeah, straight-ish. 
down the line. <laughs> so all you have to do is answer this question. The person who is inheriting Candy Cane's fortune is... Oh, that's easy. Yuletide. Sweet Jesus. Let's say what now? Yeah, Yuletide didn't get a present. The mistletoe was given to General Lee Hostile, not Yuletide. Therefore, he is the inheritor. Oh my God, seriously? Of course. You let her stay at your place for free when you were out in L.A. doing your pilot season thing back when you had frosted tips. She always felt like she owed you. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Candy, wherever you are. General, our holiday season just got a substantial upgrade. Damn right. But wait! What do we get for helping Candy pull everything off and being her closest mm, and most trusted, yeah, friends, huh? The ultimate <laughs> satisfaction of knowing you've helped out a friend in need. Oh. And that's what the holiday season is all about, don't you know? Yes, oh, okay. No! <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our holiday radio play for this season. Thank you all for listening and for being supporters of us and the show. A huge shout out to our absolutely incredible cast who totally nailed this one-shot live recording. Well, live to tape. And now for a not-so-live-to-tape explanation of how you can take your one shot to do some good this holiday season. Hello there, General Lee Hostile. <laughs> <laughs> General Lee speaking. <laughs> Hey everybody, Colin Donald here. This is Patty Murin. This is Kelvin Moonlow. Jaylene Markle. Jeremy Jordan. This is Elliot Maddox. I'm Michael Cerberus. This is Squigs. Antoine L. Smith. This is Jen Gambatis. T-Boyich. Aaron Albano. Haley Pachoon. Robbie Roselle. Michael Kilgore. Madison Stratton. Andrew Bradis. James Monroe Eigelhart. And I'm Hannah Ellis, and this holiday season, all of us friends of the show want to ask all of you listeners of the show to look inside your theater-loving, radio-play listening hearts and join us in supporting our amazing friends at Broadway Bound Kids. Broadway Bound Kids is a nonprofit that inspires and empowers young lives through the performing arts in a transformative and inclusive community. Their mission is simple to make arts education accessible to as many students as possible throughout Manhattan and the surrounding boroughs. Students in the Broadway Bound Kids program experience creative and exciting classes and workshops led by talented, caring teaching artists who are professional performers here in the city. Just like all of us, Broadway Bound Kids passionately believes that involvement in the performing arts increases self-esteem, confidence, self-expression, critical thinking, and empathy. These lessons will aid students at home and in school. Your support enables Broadway-bound kids to offer free, subsidized, and scholarship programs for more than 500 students every week. $1,000 can sponsor one child for Broadway-bound kids for an entire year. So let's see how many year-long scholarships we can give out for Broadway-bound kids. If you're a member of Broadway Sits Patreon, 100% of the proceeds from December will be going directly to Broadway-bound kids. Not a member of Patreon? Then go directly to www.broadwaybound.kids.net and click on donate. And that's it. Hi, my name is Erin Glass, and I'm the founder of Broadway Bound Kids. Thank you so much for your support. And from all of us at Broadway Bound Kids. And all of us friends of the show. And, and from, from all of us at Broadway Stid. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Wishing you a fabulous holiday happy season. Happy holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Feliz Navidad. Happy holidays. So from all of us at Broadway Stid. And, and all of us, family of the show, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're actually doing that? Yeah. Yes. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Good Lord, happy holidays. <laughs> it's a lesson you highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> and as we end every episode, we raise a glass and, and say, Zindu-a-bum. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. But, oh no, I, I don't think it was recording. So let's just start over from the very Kevin. beginning. Kevin. What? Kevin! 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 You spent $678 on room service! <laughs> Kevin, what did you know? Happy holidays, everyone. Bye! Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.